Chapter Number Nine of The Gentle Persuasion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Avni Bargov. The Gentle Persuasion: Sketches of Scottish Life by Alan Gray. Boycotted i often look back with longing to the simple ruler life we spent in the dear old personage at drumscondy we rose early both summer and winter at eight o'clock breakfast was on the table at one we had dinner and at six in the evening we assembled for that delightfully cosy meal i clept high tea then in the winter there was a hurry-scurry for a little while the table was being cleared the dishes washed and put away and other domestic duties attended to after everything was prepared for the morning the whole of our little household including janet spence our faithful domestic and friend gathered around the big open fireplace in the nursery mother daughter and maid took their sewing knitting or darning and all listened while i read aloud from one of the old favorite works of fiction or an ancient ballad from the days of chivalry george macdonald alec forbes and robert falconer malcolm marcus of lossie and dubal sanny with this Traverius, miss mox john halifax and phineas fletcher sir james the rose and sir patrick spence were very real personages in whose doings we took the keenest interest many a happy evening did we spend in such delightful company and much food for thought did we gather for the busy future i was reading one evening the siege of turquilstone from scott's ivanhoe when an interruption came in the shape of loud knocking at the kitchen door i ceased reading while janet went to see what was the matter presently the trampling of heavy boots was heard on the stairs my study door was opened and then shut and janet returned to tell me that three young men wished to see me on my entering the study one of the visitors whom i had met once or twice before came forward and introduced his companions we're a deputation from the mutual improvement society master gray he said and we've come to ask you if you would be so good to give us a lecture some evening soon a lecture i said why i never gave a lecture in my life i would gladly be of any service to your society but really i fear i'm no use in the way you mention i don't know what i could talk to you about there was silence for a moment and then an idea struck me i'll tell you what i'll do i have for some years been trying in my leisure time to find out the origin and history of some of the old jacobite songs i could tell you about these songs came into being what events in the romance of the white cockade called them forth and if you like i would sing some of the songs i could easily see from their faces that this was more than they expected that would be splendid we've never had anything of that kind before we'll add a body can aboot it and the hall will be crooded don't say too much about it boys i interposed because it's only an experiment 
We arranged the day and hour, and the deputation departed, much pleased with the result of their visit. I collected my notes, made a sketch of the Jacobite story from the Revolution of 1689 down to the sad defeat at Culloden, and introduced the most notable of the songs in their proper historical order. The evening of the lecture arrived, and I proceeded to the place of the meeting. The building, known as the Hall, had at one time been a free Kirk day school and was still to a great extent in the hands of that body. My chairman was an old man, very much esteemed in the neighborhood. In politics, he was an ultra-radical. In religion, he was a congregationalist of a very narrow type. In introducing me, he said very little, and that of a vague and general character. It was something new for these folks to hear a parson singing old scotch songs some seemed to look upon it with considerable suspicion others showed their enjoyment and appreciation by attending closely to my remarks and vociferously plodding with simple rendering of the old ballads in his closing remarks the chairman expressed the thanks of the audience to me for the trouble i had taken but said he was quite sure if the young pretender were to land on these shores now the great mass of the people would rise and drive him back again to the ship which had brought him hither i saw i had got into a hornet's nest but i made no reply this however was not the end of the matter various chats with the young people of the village led to my opening a night school for them in the hall on two evenings weekly and in the conducting of this i took good care that the study of scottish history had its due share of attention for two winters this went on beyond opening our meetings with prayer nothing of a religious character was introduced my class soon included all of the young men of the village and more out of gratitude to me than from any other cause the members of my class took to attending our sunday evening services what our congregation gained in numbers my free kirk neighbor lost and great was his indignation something must be done to stop the deplorable leakage ministers and elders used their influence individually with the young men sermon after sermon was preached to show the delinquents the imminent danger they were in spiritually from conquering the black prelacy but the results were mere the religion of the gentle persuasion that took a real and living interest in their everyday lives that aimed at making their lives brighter and happier that laid no ban on innocent and rational pleasures that took even their recreations under its fostering care appealed strongly to their common sense and not a few who had been fed on the dry husks of an effete calvinism owed their anticipation from its thaldrum directly or indirectly to our village night school but the free kirk session was not to yield its hold without a further effort by fair means or full my evening school must be stopped at the beginning of my third winter i went to the provost to arrange for the use of the hall and was told that the trustees had resolved contrary to all precedent to charge me the same fee as they charged any travelling concert company for every night i used it 
At first, I was dumbfounded. The charge was prohibitive. I went home in despair to take counsel with my woman folks. Advice and comfort came, and from a source whence I never expected it. Janet, who bore no particular goodwill to the frieze, came to the rescue. Ye need ye trouble yersey about that poor Elglitch o a minister body and his elders. There's plenty of room for uh, the ladies in my kitchen. We'll get some of them to guise a hand, and we'll carry out the things that would be in the Y, and after the class is over, we can easy pit them a-back again. But Janet, I said, that'll mean a lot of work twice every week. Never ye mind that. We're nay gone to hay the good work stopped for a wee bit extra work and so it was arranged the class was summoned to a meeting in the personage kitchen the new scheme was broached and every one promised to help one or two came half an hour earlier on class nights to get things in order several of them always stayed behind to restore things to their wanted order and the work went on with more success than ever persecution in a good cause is always productive of good even some of the old folks who at first were suspicious of anything of the nature of innovation expressed their sympathy in no uncertain language davy patterson the postman on his journey round the brave side gave a most amusing account of the whole affair to the brave domini who in turn retailed it to me that free kirk fuller thought should he was gone to pit an end to master gray's night schedule but lord man he got sir quit the personage kitchy on a scheduled night is a skid for sir enen i gaed rune an evening to hay a word we the master and god and luke in muckle jamie todd that used to be either blabbing and drinking at the inn in the fortnights or fetchin was in the nook we the meal-bearer for a dask and wis learnin geometry or land measurin or something of that kind and he was that eden that he never saw me the minister himself had a muckle blackboard set up on the dresser and wis gleanin the lave a lesson in ography. They were as busy as bonnet makers. They frees may say what they like. The tune folk are mastery a wee master gray. You would think it was a Sunday on the schedule nights. The hale place is as quiet as pussy. If he's nay dayin ony good, he's keeping a lot of them oot o mischief but the boycotting wrought even better results than these i have indicated a neighbouring laird who had for years been an ardent follower of kingsley and a strong christian socialist came to the front with counsel and material help which ended in our being able to convert our disused church into a hall for classes and social gatherings we opened it on three nights a week as a reading and recreation room by and by it was duty enrolled as a school under the south kensington science and art department 
classes in chemistry, physiography, and agriculture were commenced and carried on with great success. Popular lectures were given on all kinds of useful subjects, and today there are of our young men not a few in various parts of the world whose ability to perform the important work committed to them was largely due in the first instance to the narrow-minded policy which caused the frieze to boycott the gentle persuasion. End of chapter 9